You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of the Locked On NBA Draft, I'm going to make the case for Harrison Ingram, why he is one of, if not the most underrated potential one-and-done prospects in college basketball right now. That is coming up next. You are locked on the NBA Draft. It is a Wednesday morning, and I am your host today. It is me, Sam Ferris. You can follow me on Twitter at Draft Dummies. I am there constantly posting my thoughts, some stats, a bunch of clips, both of prospects and of the rookies currently playing in the NBA. I watch it all and cover it all for you guys. And thank you for making the Lockdown NBA Draft your first listen today. And I hope that is the case every day. And today we do have a title sponsor of our episode. It's a new title sponsor. It is Prize Picks. Do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so as I hit on at the top, the main thing that I want to discuss today is I want to make my case and discuss one of my favorite prospects in this draft class that is Harrison Ingram, the six foot eight forward out of the University of Stanford. I'm recording this Tuesday night. Stanford with a massive upset over USC today in another big game for Harrison Ingram. A double-double with 20 point, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Had some fantastic passes as well and hit big free throws down the stretch to help seal the game. He was the best player for Stanford, in my opinion, today, and he has been that throughout basically the majority of the season and I just don't think he's really gotten talked about enough as a legit one and done guy I know there there's other guys like that in this class that I think right now are underrated but they're starting to get some more attention whether that's a guy like Blake Wesley I like another guy like Alex Fudge but more of a late first round pick well today I'm going to talk about Harrison Ingram and I I'm going to go through kind of my pitch for him, why I believe in him as a prospect. And I'll kind of start that by doing first the statistical case for him, which I think is really intriguing. And then later on, I'll talk more about the eye test case with him as well. And I'll finish up by then talking about where I have him ranked and how he compares to kind of some of the other prospects in that range as well. But Yeah, let's start with the statistical case. I think this is probably the most interesting part, and it's frankly probably the main reason why I buy into him so much. And the statistical case for Harrison Ingram is an easy one to make. And here's the reason why. If you... Here's the list of all high major freshman college basketball players that are over six foot seven. Again, let me repeat that. That's a lot of words there. High major freshmen since 2008 that are taller than six foot seven that have had an assist percentage over 20 and a box plus minus over one. 
So basically what we're looking for here is freshmen over six foot seven that have been good passers in college basketball over the last 15 years or so. And somewhat surprisingly, there has not been many of those guys, very few at all. In fact, here is the entire list. Again, freshmen over 6'7 with an assist percentage over 20. Ben Simmons, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Johnson, Kyle Anderson, Jonte Porter, and finally, Harrison Ingram. Only seven guys over the last, I guess, 13 years now. So on average, you see one of these guys every other year or so. Now, there's a lot of interesting points here. The first one that uh, that kind of hits me or hit me when I saw this list initially when I did this query looking back over the past 13 years is, yeah, there's not many of those guys, but three of them on the list were from last year. And when we talk about these big, tall, you know, wings, perimeter players that have good feel, that are these good passers, you know, these guys that fit into this mold or this archetype, I would have thought, I would have included Franz Wagner in here as well. He didn't quite meet these statistical thresholds as a freshman at Michigan, but it's just fascinating because don't come around that often. And we had a lot of those guys last year. That was the strength of the draft class last year was just these perimeter guys with size and with passing ability. Again, Cade, Scotty Barnes, and Jalen Johnson were all on this list. Three out of, again, only seven total. So the other interesting thing that sticks out to me here is I did use a filter of, you know, they had to have a box plus minus over one. But having a box plus minus over one is basically like everyone. I just use that as basically a threshold saying they have to be at least just a slight positive as a player. Again, that is a very low hurdle to clear. And I think that is interesting because like if I removed that filter of the box plus minus from the query, it would have only, it only did add one other random dude from college basketball who I've never heard of and never really amounted to anything professionally in the NBA. And so that's interesting because when only one other guy was included and we didn't even need to use box plus minus as a filter, that says to me that number one, there just are not many of these guys at all that are this tall with that passing ability. And of course, to go along with the assist percentage over 20, that means that the guy has to be entrusted and have the ball quite a bit as a freshman. So a couple of things there that go into it, but mainly what we're looking for again is tall players with perimeter skills that have good feel and passing. And that makes sense that those guys don't come around that often. And when you actually look at the box plus minus for all of those guys as freshmen, they were all very high. So only seven of them, they don't come around often. And when they do, they tend to be really effective players, even as freshmen in college basketball. That was the case for all of these guys. Okay, the next point here is when we talk about these guys, again, it's the tall guys that can pass and play on the perimeter. But then I kind of want to look at how does Harrison Ingram rank amongst this group of seven players as a shooter? Because we know these are guys are all tall. They all spend a lot of time on the ball, even as freshmen which is an underrated aspect because 
to be entrusted with that much usage and to be able to have the ball that much is a very positive indicator in and of itself. Another reason why there's so few of these guys. But where does he rank as a shooter amongst these guys? Because that stuck out to me. Obviously, you can't ask for everything in a prospect or these guys would have all gone number one, basically, if they could shoot. Ben Simmons himself even did go number one and so did Cade Cunningham. But, you know, if I had to rank them as shooters coming in, like Cade Cunningham was certainly the better shooter and Jonte Porter was as well. For those that don't remember him, he played at Mizzou. Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, he was a guy that a lot of draft Twitter liked, that a lot of people kind of liked as a prospect early on, but suffered a couple different knee injuries and... He got like a little stint in the NBA, maybe on like a two-way or a minimum deal, and just ended up kind of falling out of the league due to those injuries, but was a very skilled player in and of itself and belongs certainly on this list. He was a better shooter, but that also is pretty impressive because uh, seven guys here, and I think he ranks third among these guys as shooters. I'd certainly put him ahead of Simmons. He was definitely better than Scotty Barnes as a prospect, better than Jalen Johnson and Kyle Anderson as well. And so, look, kind of the main point here is size plus feel plus passing ability. Those guys tend to just not fail. Certainly not as college players, but all those guys on that list were NBA caliber players and, and that is so rare to find when you do these queries looking back over college bas basketball history that it's a list that pure with NBA players. And then when you add that shooting in with Harrison Ingram to go on top of that, that is the case for him. Guys don't come around like that that often. When they do, they tend to not fail. Um, just a couple quick other stats that um, I'll hit on those actually when we get back from a break. But let's hear first from a few of our sponsors. And the first one is Prize Picks, who was the title sponsor. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. So a lot of different options. And they offer any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc., all of your users, all of the users that use this, that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And all you have to do use is the promo code NBA. Again, promo code NBA at price picks. Again, I just want to say thank you to the listeners for making this show your first listen today. Because you're listening to our show, I do believe you would enjoy also the Locked On Now podcast. They give nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now wherever you find your podcast. And again, that comes out every night. Okay, a couple other stats I wanted to hit on very quickly the first one, I've been harping on this lately with a lot of different prospects, is we talk about the ability to finish at the rim. The ability to get to the rim is just a very good indicator um, 
especially from the perimeter, but then we like to filter it down from there to look at specifically in the half court because most of the games played in the half court. We just like to look at in the half court, how often are you able to get to the rim and how well do you finish there? So with Harrison Ingram coming into the game today, 44 half court rim attempts, that's very solid. That was the same amount that Johnny Davis had in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In 12 games, 44 attempts, and he made uh, like 55%. So both the ability to finish that percentage at the rim and the frequency, I thought it was interesting. It was the same as Johnny Davis. So even though he doesn't have the elite high-end athleticism, he's not really a quick twitch athlete necessarily. He has shown that ability to get to the rim and finish. But that is a good transition as we're talking about you know, more the physical tools and with him, that is certainly part of the intrigue. And that's where we're going to move more into kind of the eye test, what we see, uh, how we evaluate him, just apart from the numbers in the statistical case, which we hit on first. But with Harrison Ingram, the first thing that jumps out when you see him, he is a legitimate 6'8". You know, I like to talk about guys in the 6'5", 6'6", even maybe 6'7 range is kind of a danger zone because those guys, we see it pretty often where their height just tends to get overrated. And when you drop from 6'6 to 6'4.5 or 6'7 to 6'5.5, that just tends to be the zone where heights get overrated. We've seen it. A couple recent examples, Cade Cunningham, who made that query I listed earlier, and he was listed over six foot seven. He was listed six eight, and now we find out he is six six. Same thing kind of happened with Benedict Matherin, where he was listed at six seven. Now he's six six. Well, that's not the case with Harrison Ingram. He's a legit six eight. He's a big dude with a very strong frame as well. Now he isn't a quick twitch athlete. He's somewhere along kind of the athleticism spectrum, from like Kyle Anderson to. Maybe Jalen Johnson, though different from Jalen Johnson, he is not stiff at all anywhere in his body. Very fluid athlete. He just is not very quick twitch. And that's why kind of the comparison with Kyle Anderson is a little bit more accurate, though he's not as slow as slow-mo. And so, again, he's a freshman. He's not even 20 yet. There certainly is the chance that we could see significant athletic improvements and if he can improve 10% athletically just improve that quick twitch ability a little just improve that leaping ability a little bit again just 10% athletically when you add that on to his frame and we're talking about a potential top five to seven guy in this draft class I do believe that and You know, I often talk about how there are different types of athleticism, and he is a good example of that. Well, again, not being necessarily the quick twitch guy, he does have very good dexterity and very good body control. There was one great example today where um, he was kind of overplaying defensively on the perimeter, got the deflection, got the steal, and just very good body control dribbling the ball up even in and of itself as a six foot eight guy, but, you know, kind of as he got pressure, as he, you know, got to about the free throw line, he just did a little sidestep 
extended the ball with his left hand, only with his left, swoops in and dunks it, all with his left hand, and it was just uh, the body control, the dexterity for a guy his size was very good, and he he does know how to play angles as well. So it's almost a little bit of like that old man kind of like athleticism. And so that's really important. There's, there just is that little bit different, you know, you just, you, you know it when you see it with him athletically, he's not just a bad athlete. There is that unique type of athleticism to him there. And so that to me is very interesting and very important. And along with the physical tools at six foot eight, we do need to mention like he is strong. He is well-built. He's not, you know, just most prospects where we say, you know, if they put on weight, no, he already has a good frame. Now, another way that he can kind of find a unique path to being a very good player, like another path to success, in other words, is continuing to bulk up and add a bit of strength because I think he is a four in the NBA. And while I would prioritize adding quickness and quick twitch for him, I think it is underrated that we talk a lot about teams wanting to switch a lot, guys switching one through four, one through five. And I think he can do that, you know, in a pinch, he can do it well enough to be like a switchable guy. We often first think about, you know, how well can big switch onto guards or like switch down, but you do need guys if you're going to run an effective switchable defense to switch up onto bigger players. And a good example of that was the original great death lineup, which was the Golden State Warriors, that a lot of what unlocked that was Harrison Barnes' ability to kind of play the 4-5 next to Draymond, and he could switch easily onto bigger guys, whether it was like Steven Adams or like Zach Randolph going back further, and he could bang with those guys inside, take the punishment, and help rebound. And so I think that kind of is something that can be underrated. Again, we think about, we spend so much time thinking, can this big switch down onto the guards? But you do need those guys, those wings to be able to switch onto bigger guys if you're going to be effective. And not just for banging like post defense, but also for rebounding, even though offensive rebounding is down, it's, it's less emphasized. You do need guys who can help rebound in smaller lineups. And statistically, Harrison Ingram has been a very good rebounder uh, just individually, but I always like to say rebounding isn't an individual thing. So I looked at the the team rebounding numbers with him on the floor and Stanford. One of the few things they have been good at is rebounding as a team. And with him on the floor, they out-rebound opponents by 15%, which is very good. And that's better. I don't remember the mark with him off the floor, but they have been better rebounding with him on the floor. And I think that is something that can be underrated especially in today's NBA. So just that size, there are different ways that he can have success, whether it's um, increasing kind of the quick twitch muscle and just seeing that athleticism develop. But even if he doesn't, if he can become like a Kyle Anderson plus with a bit more strength and shooting ability, that's still a very useful player. And um, yeah, coming up next, I want to hit finally on the shooting with Harrison Ingram. I want to talk about how that will change his game, why it's important. But then I want to finish with also 
where I rank him right now on my big board. And I will finish by saying that I have a new number one player on my big board, and I will reveal that as well as I finish in the final segment today. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the new year now. It's 2022, so that means a lot of people making New Year's resolutions. I personally don't do it, but if yours is and it involves getting fit, eating healthy, well, Built Bars should be a part of that. They are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better, to be frank. So to make it easier to stick with your resolution, add in a Built Bar. You want it to taste, you want something to taste good, Built Bar is there for you. You want something healthy, Built Bar only contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So because you're listening to our show, you can go to built.com and use promo code and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. From football to basketball, hockey to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Again, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so on the shot, again, we've talked about all the positive aspects Harrison Ingram has, how rare it is to find perimeter-oriented prospects with size, with feel, with passing ability. Those guys don't fail, and he does have that perimeter skill base where I think he certainly can be effective there. Like, he can dribble well. He has that feel. He has that understanding to play on the perimeter. And the jump shot, too, I think is certainly better than I anticipated it to be this early he i think he's now up to 80 percent 78 percent from the free throw line 34 percent from three like that's fine and all but the form to me is what i look at first that's the most important thing because the sample size in college is so small and the form for him is really really good Now, again, because he's not really like a dynamic athlete, he's not like creating space for himself and taking contested pull-ups where he's elevating. No, but he does have a very good kind of just set shot, normal three-point jump shot where the form is very, very good, borderline on great form. Like nothing is broken. And I expect with a good shooting coach, with reps, um, that that's not going to be an issue. He hit... Another one today while I was watching the game from well beyond and the NBA three-point line. Again, with his strength, I don't think that's going to be an issue either. So again, when you add the jump shot to that mix, that really is the simple case that I make for Harrison Ingram. And that is why now I'm going to get into kind of where I have him on my board, which is certainly higher than most. I've seen ESPN have him late first. I've seen others have him second round To me, that is just a bunch of nonsense. I do have him higher. And let me pull up the rankings that I have right now. So 
Right now, I do have him at number 12, so he is a lottery guy to me. And again, I have him over a lot of other kind of one-and-done guys that, you know, certain other people might have above him, whether that is a guy like Kennedy Chandler, a guy like Jaden Hardy, even a guy like Dyson Daniels. I have him above all of those guys, above Trevor Keels as well, which probably talk about that on another episode, but don't quite get the lottery hype for Trevor Keels, to be frank, and never have. Um, more of a late first round guide to me, but yeah, so with Harrison Ingram, again, that package is just unique. Every team needs it. Every team wants it. I buy the shooting. That package makes him a lottery pick to me. He comes in towards the end of the lottery. I have him at number 12 on my board smashed right in the middle of Benedict Matherin, who I have 11th, Tari Eason, who I have 13th. And so, yes, this is still subject to change. Maybe he moves up a spot or two, maybe down a spot or two, but he's certainly going to be in that mix for sure for a first half of the first round draft pick, at least. And I'm not saying my list is the perfect list or the right list. It's just my list. It is my big board. I have him, again, at number 12. And before we finish here, I did want to make my announcement. I've had Paulo Boncaro ranked number one for a long time, but it has come the time where I've moved Jabari Smith up to number one on my board. And I don't want to kind of spoil everything about him because I'm going to talk more about him on future episodes, but I have to move Jabari Smith to number one. I haven't decided exactly on tiers at the top or even who I for sure have second or third. There have been some other movers certainly on my board that I'll talk about next week on the podcast, but I do have Jabari Smith at number one. The main reason there is because his game is just more portable. It's um, it, it fits more offenses and the way that more teams um want to set up or want to have their teams structured in today's NBA. And so I just don't know that I see like a superstar in this class. And that's another topic, but this draft class is looking very weak, to be honest. And so if I don't necessarily see a guy as like an absolute number one that I want to build around, I prefer the guy that's more scalable, that's going to be better defensively. And to me, the three-point shot with Smith the jumper in general, plus the defense makes him more scalable. And so I just get worried a bit, just a little bit with Paulo because the scoring has been better than I expected in college, but the rest of his game leaves a little bit to be desired, um, especially the defense I am worried about. And then just, again, the portability, the scalability, whatever word you want to use, where you kind of have to give him the ball to be effective offensively. He's going to need to score kind of in the mid-range game. And then defensively, mainly is a big thing for me too. And so when in doubt, go with the scalability, go with the defense. Like even if he doesn't become a number one, it's easier for me to envision Jabari Smith being a good number two or three on a high-end championship caliber team than it is for me with Paulo Boncaro in the same role. So that to me, I think is the best way of explaining it. And that is why I have moved Jabari Smith to number one. Um, but just to finish, again, I have Harrison Ingram 12. I want to reiterate that I think he is one of the more underrated potential one-and-done prospects. Come back to me 
in a couple years from now. If uh, I end up being right or wrong, let me know either way. Or if you have differing opinions right now, also let me know. I'm always happy to talk again. You can follow me at Draft Dummies on Twitter. But thank you again for making this show your first listen today, and hopefully that is the case every day. Go ahead and also listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q. They have expert analysis and insight also from Lee Sterling. Again, Locked On Bets, it's available and free on all platforms. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning in. I very much appreciate it.